Welcome back to episode number eight of Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I'm here with Ryan Herman, and today we are going to dive into what it looks like to use outbound sales and marketing tactics to sell inbound marketing services. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right, Ryan. So this episode seems a little bit counterintuitive to be talking about how to use outbound to sell inbound, but I want to pitch the question to you first. What does that mean to you? I think it does seem a little counterintuitive, uh, Gray, and there's probably some people that are a little confused as to like why this is so important. Um, but just to put some perspective on it, um, I think that outbound sales for inbound agencies can be a really useful tool. I think especially when you are starting your agencies, so when you're in the, the beginning stages. Um, but even maybe as you continue to develop who your best fit you know, prospect is for your agency and maybe you're starting to make a shift into, uh, you know, breaking into a new vertical or something like that. But, you know, for us where it really hits home is in the beginning with Guava Box, you know, realistically, you, you don't have a bunch of inbound leads coming in yet. If you're a new agency, you haven't produced enough content to be seeing, you know, the fruits of that, you know, come to fruition at that point. And so really outbound sales is, pretty much survival at that point and hopefully going to be a boost that you need to help grow your business. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, when I look at what that means to me and what that's done for our agency, I think it's important. And that's why, you know, I'm excited to do a podcast episode about it, um, you know, because it, it has really helped us in the beginning get started. But now as, you know, we are still in a transition period with Guava Box. Um, you know, and kind of focusing up on some of our new verticals that we're looking towards going more into the SaaS space. And, um, you know, we've always been pretty manufacturing focused, but, but trying, you know, to pioneer a new, uh, space there in SaaS, we've been using it a little bit, uh, to, to kind of break into that. So, um, but I think that there are some key points that agency owners and people who are doing sales for agencies need to consider, uh, when they think about outbound methods, because, you know, obviously, as inbound marketing agencies, the word outbound makes us all cringe a little bit. But there are ways to use outbound sales methods to source leads, um, and it doesn't have to be a big sales pitch. In, in fact, if it is a big sales pitch, that's where it's you know that's the reason most people are more and more being turned off to outbound marketing and moving towards inbound marketing. But there are ways if you kind of blend the two an inbound approach to outbound sales, you're going to see some good results. And uh, I'm reading a book right now. Great. I don't know if you've read this book or not. It's called Cold Calling 2.0. And that is by Aaron Ross, who was a a big – he was a big factor in Salesforce.com and their success that they had growing when he first got there to like a million – I think it was a million dollars annual in revenue that they had coming into a hundred million dollars using cold calling 2.0, um, which sort of is like an outbound, um, you know, sales method there, but that could be a good read for people if they're looking for an additional resource. Yeah. I think that one, that's kind of the more or more in depth about a specific topic book by Aaron, um, who also wrote predictable revenue. And I think I would definitely say that's outbound and he is all about, um, figuring out what works and then, uh, just taking that and leveraging that um, process and platform to maximize, you know, the return for your business. So I think that's that's definitely a good resource as well, Ryan. And I'd, I'd point out predictable revenue as another one that you could read to get some insights on that. Um, Ryan, if somebody wants to get started, so looking at this as 
um, as someone working at an agency and you're thinking about what the process of inbound sa- or rather of outbound sales looks like and what that would mean to augment um, your agency while you're waiting for your inbound. Uh, and I don't want to just say wait, it's not a passive waiting, but as you're doing content marketing and um, in that time before the inbound leads are just flooding in, hopefully you get to that stage. Uh, what would that process look like to start uh, doing outbound sales in a way that's going to be effective? Yeah, well, I'll walk you through the process uh, as I kind of looked at it that, that I took. And where it always is going to start for everyone is understanding a clear picture of who your best fit prospect is. Uh, outbound sales is going to be uh, a very targeted approach to bringing in new leads um, for your agency. And when you're doing something very targeted, you obviously need to have the right targets that you're that you're going after to make sure that you're putting all of your efforts in the, in the right areas there. So having verticals that are clearly outlined, uh, but beyond that, understanding who is uh, a best fit in terms of their revenue per year, uh, who do I need to get into contact with in that industry that's going to be a decision maker, and some tools that you can use to help you get some of that information um, just a couple of them. One that we really like to use is Sidekick. Uh, Sidekick is a little bit hit or miss. So what you can do is if you start to try to get a list together um, of different companies that you think might be good fits, you can go to their website. And if you have Sidekick pulled up, you can get some information about you know how large they are, you know what they're what they're doing in revenue, what their focus is. It even can pull up um, some of the main contacts in that company and what their positions are to help point you in the right direction. Uh, it is a little bit of hit or miss, so you might have to dig a little bit of deeper either on their website, googling the individuals um, that are in there, looking at social media, LinkedIn. I know is a huge prospecting tool, but as you start to go and collect uh, some of this data. Uh, about these different prospects, you need somewhere to house that to stay organized to uh, be able to to reach out to them. So what I did is in the HubSpot uh, tool, I built static lists. And you can organize these in a few different ways. Um, what I did is I organized them by the industry that we were targeting. Um, so like I said before, manufacturing is a big one for us. We're getting more into the SaaS space as well. So I would take the different prospects that seem to fit what I was looking for in terms of revenue and industry and put them into different static lists and create a prospect list based on that. So using that tool and gathering that information, then you need to figure out, well, how do I reach out to them? And this is where I think a lot of people will go wrong with outbound marketing. And a big reason inbound marketing is picking up steam is just trying to sell them something up front. And that's that's a, a big deterrent and really not going to get you anywhere. But what you want to do instead, and some things that I would do is I would just do some research on the company and try to figure out what are, what have they been up to, what are they doing, what's their website like, are they trying to do any inbound marketing right now, where are their efforts located, and once something would jump out to me, you know, maybe their website, you know, we do a lot of website design, maybe their website was built, you know, before I was born, or at least peer, appears that way, that might be a good in for us. Maybe I join their email list and their automated emails are terrible, but you can tell that they're trying to make some efforts that way. Just doing your research and figuring out what is a pain that they have, do you have a solution for it, and can you reach out to them in a way that says, hey, look, I'm not trying to sell you something, but 
this is something I know that you're working on. Here's a couple free resources that are going to help you get a better idea. So very much just an inbound mindset to your targeted approach. But what you need to have, especially when you're starting, is a list of people that you're going after after so that you can try to build up that client base from the beginning. You know, otherwise you're you're really not going to be able to start to grow and expand your your industry. Right. Good tips around it. A couple things I would add to that is if you are reaching out using outbound messages, um, especially if it's not the phone, if you're using email or LinkedIn or a tool like that, don't be the super aggressive salesperson like Ryan said. So we've all gotten those emails that say, especially if you're an agency owner, you've gotten an email that says, dear sir, madam, can you outsource some SEO service, some SEO work to us? That's an email that I get at least five times a week. And uh, I just have a filter set up so I don't see those emails anymore until I go into my spam uh, my spam box and just manually delete everything. Um, but but so that's that's one type. But also uh, what I really dislike getting and what uh, usually doesn't get any attention from me are the emails that are just too vague. It's, um, hey, I noticed you made this one mistake on your website or in this podcast and we could help you out. So it's someone who may have even done some some real uh, looking, but there's no information about what does my commitment look like if I were to take another step with you. You just want me to respond so you can start a conversation. And I don't know where it's going to go, and I don't trust uh, w- w- the way that things are going to happen. So I think that this, um, this is a principle that I would like to encourage people to apply. Is if you're going to be sending a message, keep it brief, uh, add value first, and... Um, and ask them if it makes sense uh, to take the next step. But the next step and the steps that are subsequent to that uh, to become your clients or uh, at least deeply engaged in the sales process, those should be outlined somewhere that they can find them. So I should be able to follow a trail back to your website and continue to learn more. As long as I'm still trying to learn this stuff, um, I should be able to go track down that information. I think that's something, Ryan, that we could do better with do inbound um, and especially getting things off the ground um, as we were just launching do inbound. A lot of that content was not built out on the website. And so if you send somebody an email and say, hey, we're building this, uh, we think it might be appropriate for your needs, would you be interested in learning more? There's just not a lot that they could go access and learn more about. So that means having to set up the demo and you don't trust uh, in a lot of cases, unless there's a strong relationship to leverage, you're not going to trust the person who's trying to get you on a call for a demo until you know a little bit more about them. So that's something else that I would encourage people to do is uh, make sure that there's a clear trail to gather more information as much as I want to learn um, before taking that next step. And all of those things are op- those are next steps. Uh, it's just not I demand that you get on a phone call with me in order to learn anything else about my company. Yeah, Gray, I agree with that. Um, can you share with everyone, cause I think this would be helpful for them to hear when you were first starting with Andrew, uh, you know, probably shortly after I left, especially as you transitioned into inbound, did you guys use any outbound methods or maybe something else that we haven't talked about yet on this episode to help bring in leads and transition, you know, long-term into obviously generating a lot of inbound leads now that we can source. But what, what was that transition in evolution like? Well, you know, Ryan, we didn't do a lot of what I would think of as like traditional outbound. Well, 
I guess if we break outbound down into like outbound to people who you already know and have a relationship with and you're willing to leverage those relationships in order to sell stuff uh, versus outbound is reaching out to people who you don't know before. We didn't do any of the latter and we did of the former. So basically the evolution for Guava Box, you start this thing in your college dorm room, you sell to family, to friends, to referrals, um, and by referrals, I don't mean referrals based on the good work that we've done, but referrals based on uh, referrals from people who just like us and want us to succeed. So they would put us in contact with somebody and say, hey, I don't know what these guys can do, but they've started this business. Um, and we had we had some good experience uh, based on the story from Grove City Lacrosse. So there were some contacts who had seen what we'd done with content and with web design and with social um, through that experience, uh, not under the guise of a business, but... Uh, but just as part of the cause there. So, um, so at the beginning, it was some outbound to family, to the, you know, the friends and family approach at the beginning. What happens is that morphs into referrals if you do your job well. So we, um, we did our job well and we got a lot of referrals and just continued to move up the chain in terms of business size from the, you know, the independent contractor to the bigger contractor who's got 10 employees working for him. And then into, you know, just continue to move your way up the, up the chain in terms of business size. And then as we transitioned into inbound, that was imperative that we get to that point. And then, so we kind of went friends and family outbound referrals, and then the inbound that we had started to do from the beginning, not even knowing it was called inbound, but blogging, content production, uh, on page SEO, some lead generation, all that stuff. Um, that inbound finally starts to blossom and so that is positioning your company for the point when inbound uh, becomes too costly or doesn't scale very well. Um, and so inbound started to, started to pay off and then continued to as we, you know, you start to see results and you continue to invest in that. So that's kind of the evolution for us. So there really wasn't a lot of outbound, but in the beginning, that's how that kind of played into it and kind of the outbound to referral to inbound uh, trajectory for Guava Box. Cool. Great. I have a question for you, uh, and this is something that we have started looking into recently, and we had another agency share this with us uh, as a tactic for uh, outbound marketing, but sort of along the line of referrals, and that is getting in and looking at LinkedIn user groups um, and seeing if there's any connections that you maybe already share with um, you know some some prospects that you have, and whether that's you know someone that you like you said family or friends, or maybe previous clients that you've worked with in the past that you notice also know a business owner or you know whoever it is you need to talk to in a, in a similar space, and maybe they're part of the same LinkedIn group for you know just example like manufacturers located in Pittsburgh or something like that. Um, did you guys ever experiment with that, or do you have any tips? Maybe even if not, of how to uh, utilize that as a as an outbound method you know we uh we have been active on linkedin um i'm not as active personally on linkedin as sometimes i feel like i should be and uh based on a lot of the conversations that are happening there but um i would i do have a, a tip and um that's something that has been effective for us at certain points um the challenge is you need to find a quality group with people who are really engaged. And then you can't be the guy who tears down the quality by asking everybody for introductions and coming in and selling stuff. So you need to participate over time, build your status uh, and your standing and the right to be heard and respected. Um, and that will contribute to it. 
I will say this. If you are in a group, you know that there are a couple of your clients who are in this group. And so this is especially effective for targeting verticals. Um, so there are some of your clients or contacts in a group and you're looking for other people who might be a good fit. Now, figuring out who the best prospects, the individual contacts, uh, contacts at a potential client's organization is, um, you want to look for connections. And one of the things that I found was if someone has one mutual connection to you, that may not be the strongest way um, to get introduced to uh, to that person unless you have a very strong relationship and uh, your other connection has um, a very strong relationship with them. So if I could find someone who has a number of mutual connections, um, which obviously this isn't always possible, but it, but if you have the luxury of, hey, I could choose between someone who has two mutual connections and someone who has 20, um, you probably have a lot more in common already. It's easier to establish that rapport and have more folks who are willing to vouch for you, um, even if that's just perceived, even if they don't ever actually have to, uh, by connecting with the person who has more in common with you. So that would be um, one thing to look at inside of those groups and inside of uh, contacts is, is there somebody who already has a decent number of shared connections or at least some shared connections that could be uh, the reference point into that organization? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, you know, using the relationships that you have, um, you know, and like you said, if there's multiple relationships, that's even better, but not just going in and spamming, hey, you know, this is what we do and we can help you guys out, but adding value consistently. I mean, really just, I think the overall theme is combining the two, an inbound approach to outbound sales can be really effective. And I think that just outbound sales in general is obviously a dying you know, a dying situation and not a situation that you, you necessarily want to get into. But if you can combine the two and take an inbound approach to it, you're, you're going to end up being successful. So, well, we appreciate you guys joining with us uh, in this episode. Um, I think that's all I have, Gray, as long as you are good. Um, yep. But feel free to leave us a review on iTunes if you guys like it. We would really appreciate that. You can also connect with us. Um, I am Ryan at doinbound.com. Gray is Gray at doinbound.com um, and you can also connect with us on Twitter uh, Ryan R. Herman and S. Gray McKenzie uh, we would love to chat with you guys if you guys have any questions that you would like us to tackle on the show um, feel free to tweet those over to us or email us uh, we'd love to hear from you guys as well um, but that'll do it for today so we until next time <laughs>